Charlotte Soccer Show. John Hayes, Danny Bramsport at OMB. It's a roadshow. Roadshow. And it's also Stein Show. It's a Stein Show, baby. It's a Stein cast. We're drinking Munzler's. Uh, the Vienna Lager comes into Stein here at uh, OMB. And uh, yeah, we took the show on the road. EPR uh, was closed for like a staff meeting. Uh, we couldn't ho- we couldn't go to our normal home of EPR, so we went to our uh, our old spiritual home of OMB, and uh, the acronyms are flying. But it's the Munslers, baby. The, we've been uh, full disclosure. We got here about an hour and a half ago, and we've been just like loading, just freaking like slamming beers, waiting for the U.S. Open Cup draw to happen uh, before we could take this yeah. episode. So. Uh, we, we, yeah. we're here under the it's gi- a Steincast baby it's, we're, a, it's, it's a Steincast and we're, we're, we're here under the giving tree outside in the OMB uh, beer garden and our friend Matt Geslin is with us as well hanging out with us today cheers, cheers to everybody cheers Matt, Matt has a stein as well on the on this beautiful Thursday evening in the QC gorgeous after a little thunderstorm you just witnessed uh, your first ever U.S. Open I Cup did. draw. I did. I sure did. Ooh, wow. That was something. Um, <laughs> I think the three of us could have come up with I'm something pissed. a little bit more confident and more more professional I'm than pissed, that. I'm pissed, man. That man. sucked. Like we, that, we had a 50-50 shot. I am shot. so disappointed. I'm so disappointed that the cup draw is not Charlotte Independence versus Charlotte FC. Charlotte FC will host for the first time ever in the club's yeah. history. Our first ever home U.S. Open Cup match. That's pretty inspirational, really. I think oh, it. it's it's great. Free tickets, right, Joe? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. I, I, season ticket holders, right? We were I promised one extra ticket this year. <laughs> yeah. And it was uh, communicated pretty early in the season that was going to be the Nations League. The Leagues Cup. The, the Leagues Cup. Cup. Excuse yeah. me. Nations League, Leagues Against Cup. Against the Coxa, yeah. Um, so we're, we're playing a Liga Amecki yeah. uh, team. And... Mid-July, yeah. Yeah. What are we doing for the U.S. Open Cup? We'll talk about that. We don't need to get into that now, right? Well, the results well, of the draw will be discussed. I mean, No, no, we're, we're, no, the results will be discussed. I'm just saying we don't have to get into the ticket bullshit now. Right, no, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah, we're playing South Georgia Tormenta. We had a 50-50 shot to, to play against uh, Charlotte, Charlotte FC versus Charlotte Independence. We've won it. We've been... Pining for this matchup, we've been jonesing for this matchup since the podcast started. Uh, we talked about this potential showdown with Austin Pack and Mike Jeffries, the coach and goalkeeper of Independence. It was clear when we talked to them that they, you could see by the look in their eye and the edge in their voice that they want this matchup to happen. Everybody wants this to happen, and the easy thing to do is call it the Charlotte Derby. But John, you had a more poetic name for this that you came up with. Uh, while we were waiting for this draw to happen, I want you to share that with the people, please. Yeah, we, we have to wait for the Revolutionary War. <laughs> yeah, like, the revolution. The Charlotte Derby doesn't do it justice. The Revolutionary War is what's going to happen when the Jacks, when Captain Jack goes to give up against the Royalists of the For the Crown folks. It's yeah. going to be absolutely insane. Charlotte is a hornet's nest of rebel activity since back in 1775. Everybody knows that. We didn't wait for the Declaration of Independence. We just went in, we just independentized <laughs> ourselves from the beginning. You love that, and uh, yeah, that's so. Yeah, the Revolutionary War. It will. It could happen if if Charlotte FC beats South Georgia Tormenta, and if Independence are able to go on the road and beat Charleston Battery. Then I guess we would face each other in the next round, right? That's the important point about this: is that it's not over yet. But tonight feels like 
a draw that feels like a loss. A missed opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right? like, exactly. you, you still get a you still have a chance, but at the same time, you you didn't achieve exactly. And what shout you out to. to Charlotte FC. You mentioned a draw. Like as we sort of transition into the meat of the episode here, like what we're loving about Charlotte FC here in 2023 is this ability to like turn losses into draws. Two in a row we've done where we were behind and we came back to salvage a point on the road. That's something that the 2022 edition of Charlotte FC did not do. And hopefully it's going to pay off at the end of the year when we're sitting there trying to get into the playoffs and we end up with with those bonus points, those losses that sh- that turned into draws, got us the bonus points. Uh, right now we're looking pretty good. We're unbeaten in three. And it feels like a, a draw could happen Saturday night at RSL. No, no. It's got to be a win. It's got to be a win. RSL sucks. I mean, going back to what you guys were talking about, though, draw could be, you know, on the road again. Home road record last year was not great, so another draw, another point keeps uh, the unbeaten extra, streak. Hundred percent. And 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 as you said, Danny Rams, you know, points matter. Every point matters. You guys had a couple draws last year, would have made you guys in the playoffs, and you missed right. them because of you know going for it or or not getting that extra point. So uh, doesn't don't discredit going and getting a draw on the road. Obviously, you guys. You know, we'll talk about Salt Lake and and what they look like, but uh, a point's a They're point, trash. even on the road. <laughs> They've given up eight goals to, to zero in the Salt last Lake, two matches. It, Salt Lake is absolute trash. It should be a win. It should be a win. But I, I, I'll make the point that I made at <clears throat> on RLS RSL <laughs> Sunday slash sometimes Wednesday <laughs> yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. that this is a Charlotte FC team that has not accumulated any points on the road, like. To go into a road match and just feel confident about getting three points feels foreign to what this experience has always been. I mean, we got three points in Orlando. I mean, we've done it. Yeah, which was the outlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it was the the nerviest three points we ever got. We basically played 40 minutes of pure defense to see out out that win for sure. Uh, I I don't know, man. Like three points would be huge, and it's it can happen. I just think RSL is so bad. This is a win for you this Saturday. It's got to be a win. It's a must. And what does that mean for this club? Because think about it this way, right? If Charlotte FC picks up three points this year, that that zero and three start completely in the rear view. Mm -hmm. Of course, if if you can get three points now, hundred percent. You're clearly in the playoff picture at that point, right? And all of a sudden, your your poor start. Your poor start has been transformed into a great season with Colorado then coming back right. to the key Home match yeah. against another. on Saturday night. The, basically, it's like a toss-up of like who's the worst team in the, in the Western Division of MLS. Is it Utah? Is it RSL? Or is it uh, Colorado? Like These are the two teams that are competing for like the, the moniker of worst team in the West in MLS. And we play them both in these next two matches. It's got to be six points, baby. It's got to be. It would, going back to the last week or one of the, up, the recent episodes where you guys are talking about points and how many points in this in month of April, uh, this would be a great pickup. You know, and, and like Good you said, point. you know, going, that would give you two points on the road or th- four points if you pick up the win. Playing, coming back at home and playing Colorado, there's, you're already at seven points in April, which both Danny, you and I, I think, both said nine points would be huge for the for the club in the month of April. So, at that point, you're looking at bonus points uh, for what we said would be, you know, a great month. So, uh, huge, huge road match. Again, a point doesn't hurt you. Three points is is icing on the cake no, for a road point trip. Is brutal. This is a must win. Not, I won't back down from that. I love it, and, and you know what? You can see that vibe, and we'll all be there on Saturday night at Elizabeth Parlor Room. We're gonna have a watch party. Yeah. Uh, for for the match. Nine thirty kickoff, late night. 
Word on the street is that the Blue Furia will the, be there the, as the well. Blue, the Blue Furia is, has announced they're going to show up. And that was like, like when the TIFOs join forces with the Blue Furia, it's a beautiful thing. It's just like <laughs> the, the magic that we made uh, a couple, like that was, that got us, that was like the Orlando game yes. when the Blue Furia showed up. That's our it was only. A four, it, was, it was the first ever four point Saturday. Right. It's our it's our only win of the year so far. Yeah. Right. And so yeah, I I, I expect to see another one. I, I'm so excited that the Fury is going to show up. I'm so excited. We're going to have uh, Mikey Benetti there, like announcing the goals, like the the flag man, as you might call him, Byron Ryan's bodyguard, you might call him, like. He, like, you're st- wait, you're starting. I love, wait, I love the way we're we're, we're we're only eight minutes into this podcast. You're starting. You're starting the the shout outs already, bro. I've been drinking. Stankast. <laughs> I've been drinking Munzlers for hours here, waiting for this damn U.S. Open Cup draw so we could record the episode. I'm feeling lit, man. I'm feeling up in it. The shout outs are are flying all over the place. I, I've heard about the Volax as well. We've got a a Volax giveaway right. on the show. So, yeah. So the Volax. Uh, some of the most amazing, tremendous friends of the show, Mike and Jenny. The, the the couple that we bullied into getting engaged famously last year. Absolutely amazing. Uh, they uh, are not going to be able to make the Colorado match, the next home match. So they've offered up their tickets. Jenny already sent me these tickets. I'm in possession of the tickets. Wow. And these are uh, a, a, a nice set of tickets. I forget which section exactly, but it's like basically like across the stadium from the supporter section. We're gonna give those. No, I, away. I know where their tickets are. Yeah, uh, it's uh, I'm in three forty two, uh, which is like basically twenty five yards out from goal. If you're in the supporter section, looking left, just go around that corner, and Jenny and Michael are between where my tickets are and where the supporters section is. Right. So right over in the corner near the corner flag. They're great seats. So those are great seats. They're gonna be. Uh, we're gonna be offering those up. We're gonna be giving them away. I think what we'll do is we'll do a. Uh, my best way to do a giveaway here is we'll do our we'll do our Sunday night episode on YouTube. We'll do our Sunday yeah. night live stream, and anyone if you comment on the video in the live stream, then we'll put you into a randomizer. And uh, so basically, comment on our next video Sunday night, and that will give you a random uh, entry into a chance to win two tickets uh, to next Thursday's home match against Colorado. So yeah, next Saturday's is it Saturday? Thursday? Uh, Saturday, Thursday, whatever. Well, it's Thursday now, <laughs> yeah. which is it's yeah, always yeah, yeah, it's yeah. always it's always. I'm Thursday, a little confused Thursday. right now. Yeah, it's exactly. Al- it's always exactly. Thursday. I'm gonna start drinking for the Colorado match on Saturday on, on Thursday, Thursday, basically. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there you go. Yeah, uh, it's it's the Charlotte Soccer what Show. What can I say? Cheers up. Cheers, Cheers. up to, to misinformation <laughs> and, and uh, you know being a little too tipsy to get the facts straight, things like that, or what this show's all about. I'm John Hayes, at John Hayes on air. He's Danny Brams, at Danny Brams. Matt Geslin is here as well, at Life of Geslin. Follow us on Twitter and always follow the show at For the Crown Baby. We've got, guys, tremendous, tremendous, I was going to say tremendous, <laughs> tremendous friends of the show We've questions. been here a long time, gentlemen. Yes. We've been yes. here a long time. We've got, yes. tif- we've got TIFO's questions. And what, what do you say when we looked at these questions? Like, they always are like legitimate questions. They deliver right. from from people who know right. really yeah. soccer really well, what, well. What I always say is that the Tifos are the best podcast listening audience in in the entire game. Like, there's no podcast that has a better group of listeners than the Tifos. That's just, they just deliver every time. They they make the show worth doing. Appreciate y'all hitting us up on Twitter and submitting those questions for the show. And there's there's a lot to think about. But for me personally, what I want to think about heading into the match on Saturday is is 
uh, Enzo Capetti and his ability, Danny Brams, to get back on the score sheet. Because I think right. this is an important time for right. him as a player in this in this sure. club right now, mm-hmm. where it's like um, goals need to happen well, from we, your big time signing. We forecast striker fifteen to twenty goals, and yes. he's got two. This so would be a great opportunity yeah, yeah, for him. Let's get some more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think um, you expect Kerwin Vargas, who, by the way, did you see this week was named uh, as far as uh, chances created. I have to look up the initial stat, but Kerwin Vargas. Right, he's like in the top five of like of like offensive uh, goal contributions or some advanced stat like that. Yeah, he's great. he's playing really well off the left hand side. You expect both of those players it, to start on on Saturday? It, I mean, it speaks to what I said last episode. I do expect them both to start on Saturday because Kerwin is always sending the ball into the box. He's like, hey. I'm either going to dribble past you, or if I can't dribble past you, then I'm going to send the ball in the box. And that's that's the two things he does. And he doesn't back pass like uh, half of the rest of our team. So I'm, I'm in favor of it. On the right-hand side, Camille Uzviak, I think an, an interesting conversation. I want your reaction to this, Matt. And I, I responded to one of our uh, TIFOs on Twitter. I said, Camille Uzviak, you know, is he undroppable right now? You, he is undrop- you can't drop him on this match. You can't drop him on this match. I think we've all seen that Latanzio likes to keep things at work going. Um, clearly not a win, but you know much better performance in the second half. The goal and the assists, I don't think you can drop him for this match. I don't think you know everyone was very excited and very... All of a sudden, oh, Camille's back, and this is Camille. And no, but you can't it, drop him for this match. You can't drop him for this match, but again, so he's going forward, going forward it's, it's a different story. Is it semantics? Or is he undroppable? In in the definition of this match, he's undroppable. <laughs> Long term, show me something in this match and to see what we can do. I like the qualifier because it's tough for me to call him undroppable. I know our boy Matt Barbie. He changed his name to Camille Yusfiak <laughs> Undroppable. Which shout out to him for sure. That that was a. He's yeah. the he's the the biggest Yusfiak stand on on Twitter for sure. Makes the MLS um, best eleven of the week. Well, and goal and assist, yeah. goal and goal assist, goal you know. Assist. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. I remember. I just remember at halftime. I was like, "Can we sub out Uzviak like immediately?" <laughs> you know. And then, then he had the big second half. So what? What can I say? I mean, I don't know. He, I, like we talked about last episode, John. We don't want like. I'm a little tired of like the way like eat whatever the latest game is, becomes like a referendum on on the big picture of a player, and it's like, hey. Yusviak has had a bunch of bad games where yeah. he did nothing like in a row, and like he finally had one good game. I'm not gonna sit here and be like, "Oh, he's he's the new dude." He, like, undroppable is a status that we like reserve for like guys that have proven over at least a few games, you know. And so like, it's interesting. We're gonna learn something about Bronny Bro this week. Is he truly undroppable anymore after after sitting out for suspension and we won? And it's like you can't take Jones out. Jones is just too too good in that six role. Jones is just like too so I, I think smooth. they're I think they're both interchangeable in that uh, defensive midfield role. I do. I think that like defensive midfield is a um, a position that if I were to rank like the the positions on the squad that like we're we're fine at it's it's center defensive midfield. Like sure. there's like Agreed, yeah, yeah. four guys that can play that position. Right. I, d- I definitely agree with that. So well said. It doesn't really matter to me at that point. But you'll You'll agree. It doesn't that, matter. It doesn't matter who undroppable status doesn't matter to you. I mean, is this John Hayes? Who is this? I mean, you I invented the term undroppable. Yeah, and what I'm saying is, is that 
you know, you, players sometimes become <laughs> droppable. Right, right. You can, you can be, you can, you can play your way into undroppable, and you can play, play your way into no droppable. One, no yeah, one is ever 100%. totally undroppable. Let's just put it that way. Unless you are Kyle Swiderski, who should start every match for this squad. I'm sorry. He just should. Yeah, right. I mean, like, you saw what he delivered like, in the second half uh, last yeah. week, which I think we missed in that previous game. And you saw the first half, which Danny Brams and I were at Elizabeth Parlor Room watching together. That first half was just nothing. It was very flat and almost Whoa. was just disappointing. And then you bring yeah. on Carroll. Yeah, well, we can <laughs> get into that all you want. But still running. <laughs> still running. But once you bring on Carroll, you saw the team. The Cowboys ride. Against the wind. You bring on Carroll and you see what, what he brings to the squad. Yeah, yeah no, he had a good 25 minutes yeah, for sure. He like, has to play. And Nuno missing those three big chances just, like, kind of ruined his yeah. chance. His, but Nuno's his nowhere near yeah. Carroll's status yeah. as right. undroppable. Right, 100%. Yeah. Right. And that's yeah. the difference. Right. Like, right. you have to yeah. – you have to. Carroll's like, five years older than him. He's, like, played a lot more professional soccer. And he's, and he's yeah. your, your number one DP. I mean, that's what you bring right. in a DP player for. I will be shocked you know. and angered if Carroll's not starting on Saturday against yeah. Salt Lake. So, we've time. got – up front, we've got Enzo Capetti. We've got Camille Yusviak. And we've got Kerwin, Kerwin Vargas got Carol Swiderski uh, in behind in the midfield and on the back line I assume we're going to have Bill Tuiloma yep. we're going to have um, at the other center back Addie position Milanda. Addie Milanda for the sure youngster, yeah, start for there sure. we have Jalen Lindsay on the right hand side Hope and so. Harrison Offal probably on the left right that's the that's the back line that we'll, we'll so, expect to see so, so it's got, the midfield is the question so you got Jones, Jones and then you have one last spot if Swiderski and Jones are two of the three midfielders who's the, the, the third I think you run it back. I just think I think you put Santos out there and you run it back um, with Santos in the lineup with with Swiderski. So no Bender, no Bender. Your boy, ben fucking Bender, as you tweeted out the other it's day. It's Bender. You know, it's yeah. always the same for Bender. I'd love to see him get a start yeah. next Saturday at home against Colorado. Love Ben Bender, and I think this is a great opportunity to play him thirty. If you on ask the road me, Bender or Santos, 90. if you ask me Bender or Santos, I'm taking Bender. Oh, I mean, I'm fine with that. I'm good yeah. with that. I, I know, I know, Matt, you're good with that as well. Yeah, I mean, if that's your, if that's your debate, I mean, that's a good place to be, right? I yeah. mean, that's right. If, if you're looking at who, I mean, Ben Bender scored a goal for you last game. So if you're telling me that right. someone else could be better than that, then that, then again, that position yeah. isn't a good place at this point. Right, midfield is, I think, a strength for, yeah. for Charlotte FC at yeah. this point. And and Bender, like, think about it. Truthfully, he will play on Saturday, no matter what. Sure. Right, because so whether Monica. he starts and and Brian Rowe might get center defensive midfield is a different position. Jones you know, or Brian, like go full ninety. It's there. it's finally time. There. It's finally time for Latanzio to show his cards and bench either Jones or Bronico. It, one of them has to be dropped. You're making it more dramatic than it needs to be. Both well, hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we ain't singing. We bringing drama. <laughs> Fuck you and your motherfucking mama. I have an outside. As Tupac once said. You know, <laughs> I mean, what kind of, you know, <laughs> cheers to the Steincast. <laughs> there is another option that I think is is worth pointing out, and something that I know the three of us have talked about before this. If Enzo Capetti starts to look like he's getting a little bit testy or a little bit um, heated within the match, is that some is that a place you could put in Ben Bender up front? Again, uh, Enzo Capetti, for those that aren't aware, is on four yellow cards at the moment. Yeah. He picks up another one. He's out You're for the Colorado hey, match. So. He's getting ahead of the game. There's a TIFO's question. Oh, apologies. <laughs> apologies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, we would have brought that up already, but... Yeah, we, yeah, yeah it's yeah. a TIFO's question. We're going to hold that for the next segment. Yeah. But it's a good point, and I want people to think about that, right? It matters. 
and we've talked about Enzo Capetti and we've talked about his sure. temperament on the pitch. We've talked about his relationship with, with the referees. He's getting better. He's improving. But he's, he's getting a little bit better. He's one card away from a, pe- a potential uh, one-game suspension, and that could be at right. home against Colorado. So we're going to discuss that, and we're going to answer our TIFO's questions. It's a it's a beautiful night here, as it always is in Loso, a great part of town, <laughs> a great part of town. Stop trying to make Loso happen. It's not <laughs> going to happen. You know, like, I, it's so funny. Like the. Uh, the debate over whether Loso is going to stick is, is is like the the debate over the soul of Charlotte. I, I for would the next put years. Uh, Loso and the Gold District on the same pedestal, like on the same platform. What's of the debate. Go- What's the Gold District? I don't exactly. Even know. exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. Uh, the Gold District is down by um, Resident Culture in the South End. Yep. Gotcha. Kind of near mid, mid okay. in the gold, like you know, yeah, that's, that's, sure. that's, meets, yep. yeah, that's where they, they dug for gold. I mean, back is, in the day. is South End really big enough to have districts? I mean, I mean, I mean it's all South End I have to me. To say, it's all South End. I, to me. No, man. Today, seeing what South End looked like, it's this this city is growing south yep. down the light rail line, big yep. time, at a clip, massive pace. Yeah, for, for sure. I agree. Loso and now South End are connected. It looks shockingly different than it did five years ago, and in five years from now, it will look shockingly different than it Absolutely. is now. Absolutely, and sure. I think yeah. I think what South End was when we were living there to now is is a totally different game. And the Back further the south day? you go, yeah. the further south you're oh, going, the man. different the crowd. And I think it has its own little culture going. on. You think on, Loso but. is distinctly different than than main than heart of South? End? I think what Loso, Loso is now what. Lo, Lower South End used to be. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it stands for Loso stands for Lower South End, but, but it's becoming but Lower its own South thing. End has it's Lower South, South End has moved. Yeah, like it literally has moved. Insane, insane. What a what a country. What a city we live in. I love it. It's the Charlotte Soccer Show. We got Tifo's questions. We're gonna do that next. Um, but first, we're gonna take a break. And make sure you do us uh, a favor and please follow us on our YouTube channel. Right. Follow us on YouTube. For the right. Crown Baby, Charlotte Soccer Show, you can find us there. I don't focus on numbers, but we're trying to get 100 subscribers on YouTube. Is that so freaking hard? So if you, if you subscribe to the podcast and you enjoy what you hear, right. uh, you can find us on YouTube and you can see us record. You can literally see what our uh, punchable faces look like <laughs> yes, on Sunday yeah, night yeah, exactly. as we're recording exactly. our show. Same name, Charlotte Soccer Show. Yeah, find, find it. It wasn't taken, thankfully. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> find it on YouTube. And always remember this. Uh, Charlotte, as we we know, especially here in Loso, it's a, it's a, it's a soccer city. And uh, we're back after this. We're back, and it's Charlotte Soccer Show. We're under this amazing tree in the OMB Beer Garden. It's a great night to have a few Captain Jacks. It's a great night to have a, a few Munzlers, because it's a Steincast. It's a Steincast. As Eddie Vedder once sang, up here in my tree. Oh, yeah. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's up a, here so high, the sky I shake. Yeah, for sure, baby. Let's go. Let's get the tr- let's let's sit under this uh, this wisdom tree and answer some questions from the Tifos. A good idea to me. First question comes from one of um, our favorite listeners, great fan of Charlotte FC, JPP, James Paul Perez. He says, quick, quick EPL minute. Ooh, okay. 
real quick here. Real tangent. Real quick, because nobody wants to hear about Arsenal. Does Arsenal hold on to win the title? Yes, but they lose to the MLS All-Stars this summer. Man City. Close. They're eight points. Man City. We're eight points clear, baby. We won the title at Christmas. Don't worry about it. I say yes. As much as I think Man City is the better team, if Arsenal wins the title, I might tell you Man City's the better team the day after they win the title, and that feels very college football of me. Two games, two games that matter. <laughs> Man City are, dropped too many points early in the season. Listen, there's two games that matter. There's a game in hand for Art, for City already. Arsenal played Liverpool, which has not been very interesting this right. weekend. And then the big one at right. the Etihad, and, and both, that'll be the determining both factor. Both of those games can get Man City within two points of Arsenal. Yep. Plus the game at, at the Etihad. I, Man City till, until they premiere up. Minutes up. <laughs> Next question. Uh, comes from, I think this is the first question we've ever had from Tom Parks. Tommy, Tommy Parks NN. Let's go. Yeah, have you seen this question? Or have you seen him before, Tom Parks? I haven't, but welcome. Uh, he, he, asked, he asked us, uh, can a possession-based style really work with our roster? I'm going to say yes. I'm, I'm going to say if you, if you believe the answer is no, then you're selling our roster short. Our roster actually does have a lot of talented players and a lot of skill. It's been a chemistry issue so far this year. It's been a grieving, it's been a mourning issue. I think not enough has been, uh, our, our team's not one to make excuses, but you know, the first month of the year, still dealing with an, the loss of Anton Walks, I think is a big deal. So uh, don't sell this talent on this team short. Yes, I think Latanzio's style can work with these players. Okay. Will it? I don't know, but can it? Yes. Possession with a purpose, as I've always said to you guys, is the key. I think no, shake it. We've, we have seen Charlotte have dominant possession at times this season, uh, but mostly in the back and mostly you know short of midfield. Um, I will still tell The first half will, of New York Red Bulls? Absolutely. Right. Horrible. Horrible. But they had possession. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's why they're up in the statistics. Exactly. So, so it's wasted bullshit that we don't need. Possession no with purpose yeah. for me is always going to be the driver, and if they can get that, then yes, possession always is a style you want to have. Shout out to Tom Parks. I, Tom Parks, I do agree with your sort of premise that like this is a style that works better at big clubs, but our ambition is to be a big club, so let's let's not shy away from it. Sean Swaim chimes Shawnee, in. the designer. I always have a soft spot for Shinyashiki. But the season seems to be off to a rough start for him. Is there still room for him to thrive on this yes. team? Oh, he's a goal scorer. Yes, there's definitely still room. All, all it takes is a few great appearances, go in, score some goals, make there's some room. shit happen. There's room. There's, there's not room in the starting 11. There's though. all kinds of room. There's room for what he wants it to be. If he's, if he's comfortable with being an off-the-bench 30-minute player that gets a, the team a potential goal, then there's room. If he wants to be a starter in this league... No. His former team, Colorado, is coming in. And I think that Latanzio, knowing the type of players coach that he is, might give Shinya the start in that match. I hope so. You know, just something like as a player management point of view. You would like to see it. It would be like, a nice it would be would, a nice thing to do. Especially I, if Vargas like yeah. has a run of three or four games yeah. in a row. Yeah. And he, it depends though like it like, depends so. if Latanzio if they win against Real Salt Lake. Again, we've seen Latanzio run it back, so uh, yeah, it, it would be nice, though, from a player perspective if he if he gives him that wow. start. Bridget McCall chimes in. Um, 
He said, she says, uh, what do you think about Enzo being in the hot spot with the yellow card in the last four games and possibly having to sit out a game if he has a yellow card in the RSL game? Is this something to worry about this year with him? The yellow card accumulation? Yeah. You think so? You, you're damn right it's something to worry about. I mean, yeah. not only is he almost a lock to get another yellow at some point and have the one-game suspension, he's he's pretty much a lock to, to get the eight, the, the eight yellow cards and get the two-game suspension for the next <laughs> level. Like, like, I've already resigned myself to the fact that this guy just gets yellows. And then, like, uh, the way MLS works is you can get some yellows taken off your record if you go, like, or you could get Reds at it. Yeah, 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 exactly, by uh, the, the league office. Thank you very much, <laughs> On PB13. On Wednesday or whatever that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of weird. But, uh, but yeah, like Enzo could have good behavior for the next few games and get some yellows taken off his record, but I don't see it happening. The guy, he, he taught, like, it's like the law of averages. Like, if you spend enough time talking to reps, you're going to end up with a yellow card one way or the other. So I, I alluded to this earlier. Apologies for getting ahead of the question, but... Um, I think if of all the games that he potentially could miss, Colorado wouldn't be the worst one. It would be at home, and you would want to see him up front. But he still hasn't um, scored a goal at home. That's fair. And, and Colorado, because Carroll could maybe play there. Hundred percent. You know, we could maybe be like a Carroll striker. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, it is a problem going Sean's forward, question. though, for sure. If he doesn't, yeah, if he like, doesn't calm it down or, and get to a play, it is a problem. Oh yeah. Vinny, Vinny Mello. Vinny Mello. <laughs> Just look at that. Uh, Left foot in in the box against Red Bull. Just look at that, um, Vinny Mello. There's no doubt in my mind that he has the ability to impact this squad in a very positive way. But, but I'm very concerned about the way that Christian Latanzio is playing him. I don't like the way Latanzio is playing him in like this wide right yeah. role. Yeah. Nowhere near the mouth of goal. Great. Why does Latanzio? Why is he allergic? To playing his goal scorers inside the box. I don't get it. We need guys in the box. Kerwin's sending balls in there. We need guys to receive them. And if Swiderski's not in the box behind Copetti, that's the whole... If you if you think about what Charlotte FC is as a tactical unit, like that's their entire purpose. Balls into the box, whipped in from the, the wings. And that's why, if you think about the 3-5-3... Three, or the 3-4-3, three, three, excuse me, the 3-4-3. Three, 3-5-3 three, three. Three would be amazing. would be great. Not going to happen in, unless, <laughs> yeah, unless yeah. you got a guy in the box. It's a can pen, we implement an NHL where you can remove That's, the goalie exactly. and extra player? Is that That's possible? Like, if they touch the, the puck, right. whistle blows. Exactly. If, if George Marks is playing second striker. <laughs> so, I mean, could you widen this out to a 3-4-3? Three, and could you could you it's, have it's could four, you have four, two a, for me, man. a a Capetti, a Swiderski, and a Mello up top in the three, with Lindsay bombing down the right wing. Yeah, yeah, and Vargas on and, the left. And Vargas bombing down the left. We've definitely talked about. I think this team is built to have wing backs and three yeah. center backs, but four in the midfield would be a little tricky. I love the idea. Um, I think that gives you a lot more offensive threat, of course, having three, three at the top. But I, I still think a three-five-two for this team it would fit better. But to answer your question about why Latanzio doesn't believe of having his wingers or his his central players that play on the wing, like a, a mini Vinny Mello, um, it's a it's a it's a head scratcher for sure. That ho- hopefully he can explain at some point. Michael Volak. Big time, tremendous friend of the show. Um, look forward to seeing Volak on 
Saturday night at Elizabeth Parlor Room. The party on Saturday night, we've never had like a late night kick there. And at first I was like a little bit concerned about what the vibe would be. And the closer that we get, I'm like, this vibe might it's be about to be lit. Yeah, just right. I think I think 9:30 games are almost better for Charlotte. It might be our best watch party <laughs> of the year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The party yeah. that is Charlotte. Yeah, exactly. It has a good chance to be. We've hosted three so far. The fourth one might might top them all. Show up. Uh, he says, "Let's talk marks." Let's talk marks. He's unbeaten. His three starts. Wow. The Orlando goal was on uh, Tuliloma's misplayed ball. Sure, if you think so. Red Bull's goal was a burn blunder. True. And the win contributed to the TFC tallies. Tallies. He's been good. With Kalina back in training, is Marks our number one or headed to the bench? I think Kalina's our number one, just from like the way they talk about him. I'm just trying to read tea leaves here. I do think Marks... But what should, would you do? I would probably ride the hot goalkeeper. You would? I would just ride... Like, I would keep George until he has a bad game. But the way they talk about him, like with Latanzio in his press conference today being like, it's close to the time when Kalina will be available again. Like, I just feel like Kalina has that default status as the number one guy. We'll see. Let me tell you something, Danny Rams. If Kalina plays another game for Charlotte FC, something is wrong with Latanzio and the club. Well, something's wrong with Latanzio and the club then because he's going to play. The way that he... He's going to play. The way that he gave up that goal at the end of last He's season... Play. ...that cost Charlotte FC a playoff spot is unacceptable. Now, you both know that I rant on MLS goalkeeping. I did rant on Marks about both of the corner goals that he gave up. Sean Johnson played in that same win the second half, didn't have those blunders. But I will say this. I saw a couple highlights of Marks making some great saves. Close... Close shots around the six, seven yard box yep. that that kept Charlotte FC Double in the game. Double save. Double save kept Charlotte in the, in I mean, the game. Pablo, Pablo did that shit too, though. I mean, like. But I I, I prefer Marks and what he offers over both. Kalina for sure. It's oh, about the hot so you're, you're choosing Marks too. Marks. We've got two Marks. It's about the hot keeper. For some reason, at the end, I just was not expecting you. Yeah, I'm, no, just, I'm, I'm just telling I'll you what I, I'm not. Te- I'm telling I you what you might I think like will Cisniega. happen. I like Cesniega, but I like Mar- Cesniega. They're both nothing. Again, yeah, you I'm, know, like like he's he's not been discussed as somebody who's made an yeah. error. I'm just telling you what I think will happen, which is, I think Kalina is in Latanzio's mind the number one. And if he's ready against Colorado, when he's I think ready, he plays. When he's ready, he plays. He might play That's against Colorado. That's what I think. Yeah. And again, another position for Charlotte FC that is has tremendous depth and a good problem to have at this point two years into a, into a franchise. Yes. Uh, DB's hot takes. Um, he Love chimes in. He says, is there a good reason why we are underdogs according to the odds makers? No, there's no good reason. It, a strictly home field advantage and maybe a little bit of altitude, but RSL has, has, like we keep harping on, they've given up eight goals in their last two games. They've scored one in their last four. Charlotte RSL FC starts. is more than a two-and-a-half-to-one underdog I mean, on that's, Saturday. that's DB's hot takes. Play Hearing that after the, right. our podcast, get your God, mar- we might sound stupid right, on get, Sunday morning. Get your bet down right now because I'm telling you what, that is Charlotte FC is <laughs> going to win. Johnny. We are going to beat Real Salt Lake. They fucking suck. Johnny, what's the old expression in Vegas? Somebody knows something. Yes, exactly. Somebody knows something. Somebody knows something. So I don't, I don't agree with it. I don't know why as well. I think clearly Real Salt Lake's form does not grant them to be a favorite, but somebody knows something. It's a no. weird, weird line. It's a weird line. Even money, take the, take RSL the plus, win. Take the plus money. Plus 260 
Charlotte FC with a chance to, to win and get three points and come home happy. That sounds like easy money to me. Maybe this is this is financial advice. Bet Charlotte. <laughs> uh, final question. Final question of the podcast. Uh, Hub likes Michael Hubbard, right? Hubbard. Hubs. Hubby, hubby, hub, hub. One of the original, one of the OG TIFOs, the original old school TIFOs, hub likes for sure. How do you view Gaines's place in the squad now? Haven't heard much talk of him recently. I could see a world where Cambridge comes up from from uh, sure from the legacy from the legacy. He is a brace. He scored a brace, yeah. and he scored again in the second match. He has and, three of the legacy's four franchise ever history or and surpasses him in the pecking order later this year that's maybe that's, that's too soon for me maybe here's here's my answer Gaines or still, next year he says Gaines still has an elite trait which is speed he has elite speed more so than like anybody else in the league he has turned crossing from a weakness into a strength we've talked about it on the show he's a, he now his next thing to work on is like how to finish so like he's made he actually in his early appearances this year he made a lot of good like runs into the box and like ended up at the on like receiving end of balls into the box and crosses and things like that and he wasn't able to like get good shots off so that's like the next thing he needs to grow up because like last year his crossing was a big issue and we he he turned it into a strength he practiced he worked hard in training he made he made himself into a better crosser now he needs to make himself a better finisher but he has a place as long as he's got that elite trait which is speed i mean i mean where he's better than like almost anyone in the league at this one thing he's gonna have a place in the squad it may not be the starter but thinking about cambridge coming up later this year that's not right. a thought that has crossed my mind he's being one honest. of our own he's one of our own brandon cambridge he's one of our own i think it depends on the formation that latanzia wants to play Again, if, if you're telling me, and Danny Bram's highlighted the speed, that's that's clearly the thing that separates Mackenzie Gaines from most yes. players in MLS. Um, but if he's going to be playing more in that central central position from, from the right-hand side, that's a little tougher for him than if he's a, a traditional wing You know back. when he plays? Plays in the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah, home yeah, yeah, against yeah. Tormenta. Yeah. Hopefully. Let's, let's, Hopefully. Let's maybe look at him yeah. and circle him there as a player that can get a start in that match, and that's what those cup competitions are all about Absolutely. in my mind. Absolutely. If, we, if we've identified a player that potentially could, could make an impact. Absolutely. It's Gainsey. We love Gainsey. I got one more question for you. There's one more TIFOS question, and we would hate to leave out Level Up Luke. Level Up Luke takes the time to submit a question. We're going well, to take the time to answer. His question uh, – <laughs> But yeah, it doesn't well, apply. But it, it, well, no, it's delayed. It's deferred because he says if we get the Charlotte Derby, aka the Revolutionary War, where should the game be played? Which we might, if if Independence can beat Charlotte Charleston Battery, and if Charlotte can beat Georgia Tormenta, then we will play each other in the next round, right? We'll face each other, so that the Re- Revolutionary War could happen. And Level Up Luke wants to know where should the game be played? Does it depend on who's the host? And side note. Why is the answer Charlotte Motor Speedway? Just kidding, unless... I think the answer is Charlotte Motor Speedway. I think they need to play at Charlotte Motor Speedway. That would piss me off beyond belief. <laughs> if they Why so? Uh, just, it would be a terrible venue for the match. Agreed. Well, the, best, yeah. the best venue for the match would be um, 
Memorial Stadium. Oh, oh yeah. I disagree. Elizabeth. I disagree. You think it'd be uptown? I think it would be Bank of America Stadium, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you'd you'd sell that place out. Well, I, I would want to. I want to see Memorial sold out. Agreed. I don't don't you know, disagree I with just you. See Memorial but sold I, but out. I think if both those teams are playing, I think both you know the independents. We've seen their crowd. We've seen what yeah, their fan base seen is it sold like. Out. No, but we've seen their fan base comes it's a great out, venue. and I think if you're having a, a revolutionary war going in Charlotte, yes. um, that that definitely can sell out Bank it, of America. I think. Oh, that would be that which would, would be fantastic. Saturday <laughs> night, that would be prime crazy. time, selling out Bank of America. Oh my God, yes. Two Charlotte teams going at Unreal. it. Charlotte would be a soccer city at that yeah, point. Yeah, that would be crazy. That's a good, great way to think about it. It's a fantastic way to think about it, and um, open up the other upper deck. Sell the, sell the tickets for cheap. Give them the high schools around town. Right. This is Charlotte versus Charlotte. Right, the Revolutionary exactly. War. Exactly. Exactly. We'll teach you a little lesson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A little history for the people out there. Captain Jack. <laughs> uh, I think that's it for the show tonight. I think that's it. I think it's, it's been a great show. I've enjoyed it. And um, I think the last thing we have to do is, is give our predictions. Uh, I've already done that at, on RLS RSL. Sunday, taped on Wednesday, published. <laughs> the RSL Wednesday? Sunday pod, baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. 4-2, I said. Charlotte FC. 4-2. I got 3-1 Charlotte FC win. 1-0 Charlotte FC win. Nice. Nice. Get in it's there, get a goal, and get out of there. Uh, the reason why I picked four for Charlotte FC is because um, RSL has given up four goals for the last right. two opponents. Mm-hmm. If, if uh, So, yeah. we might as well get try to get four, too. Yeah. I guess third time's a charm, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So it could be a blowout. I, th- I think, truthfully, I think Charlotte FC could could kick their ass. I hope so. On Saturday night. If Columbus can get four, we can get four. If, if Carol Sodersky wants to play well. If St. Louis can get four, we can get four. The race for the East has has just gotten started. I think Charlotte FC is squarely in it. Um, and this, this Saturday's match against a Western Conference team, next Saturday against West Confer- Western Conference, it's great. We're not giving points to other East. Even if we do draw, right? You know, we're not giving points uh, to someone who's in the East. Must win. So these are massive, a massive six points in the next two matches. Um, but for night, the show's over. And as always, under uh, the tree of life. For the crown, baby.